0: Hey everybody, this is Rick Moyer.
1: And this is Amy Moyer.
0: And we're the hosts of Take Him With You. And we wanted everyone to know that um, we recorded the following podcast, The Morning of the Big Earthquake in Haiti. So it hadn't happened yet when we recorded. Otherwise, we would have mentioned in the cast. So we added this intro real quick because we wanted to just comment on the tragedy and ask for your help for the people of Haiti. Mm-hmm. very first thing we can do is um, we can pray. Yeah. And uh, we've been watching the news and uh, kind of keeping up to date with everything that's going on. And there's quite a few people that are in great need of help.
1: I don't think that I've watched the news this much since probably 9-11. Yeah. It's um, pretty devastating. um
0: but but really, what they need most prayer in right now is that the uh, the relief that has come to Haiti needs to be distributed, and it's very hard with the whole tragedy that's happened. And mm-hmm. um, so that's something that we can really pray. We can pray for the families and the people that have been directly affected by the tragedy. Uh, the second thing we can do is pray for the continued rescue of people. That's going to slow down here pretty soon, unfortunately, because of the time that's elapsed. Yeah. But they're still we found out that they're still rescuing people still. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there's people that are alive under the rubble still, so they're they are rescuing people still. But we can definitely pray that a miracle happens there, and that as many people that are still alive under the rubble can get out mm-hmm. as possible. Um, the second or the second thing is the distribution of food and water, uh, and then of course medical, medical help throughout the, Medical's the country. A,
1: a really big deal, I guess. Usually after a natural disaster like this, mm-hmm. um, you can lose as many, if not more.
0: People, people because of the
1: because of disease and injuries that yeah. don't get treated correctly and um and in time. Yeah, so it's a it's a critical point right now.
0: Yeah, and let's not forget to pray for our military um, mm-hmm. from all over the world that has gone in to help, the volunteers and the folks from all around the world that have that are there right now in the midst of everything that's going on, and they're helping the people of Haiti. These folks really need our prayers as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, the last thing that we wanted to say before we get on with the program is that uh, we want to ask all of our listeners to, if you haven't already, give some money to help out. Mm-hmm. Um, all We've researched all sorts of different places and we could recommend several, but I think the, the, the folks that I see in there right now, right off the bat, is the American Red Cross is in there. And it's not just the American Red mm-hmm. Cross. There's Red Cross from all over the world that's in there as as well.
1: Red Cross and UNICEF are are kind of the first people to come into that situation. That have the resources to really get things there quickly.
0: Yeah, and if you go to our, our blog on the Take Him With You site, uh, we'll have a link to where you can donate. But we'll just tell you right now, if you want to donate to the Red Cross, you can donate any amount at www.redcross.org or you can text $10 on your phone um by texting um immediately you just text the word haiti h a i t i to the following number 90999 so that's 90999 just text the word haiti and the uh, at least uh, i know our wireless carrier will automatically send all the $10 i mm-hmm. checked it out nobody there's no middleman on that the whole $10 goes right to the red cross mm-hmm. And they can that can start helping people immediately. The other way you can do it is you can get on iTunes just like you downloaded the podcast. It's just as easy as down. That's how I did it. As easy as downloading a song, you just click on the Haiti Relief thing. You see the little red cross, and it'll come up and ask you how much do you want to give. You click on that. You type in your password, and immediately uh, the entire amount that you give goes right to the Red Cross. Mm-hmm. iTunes will do that for you.
1: That's cool. So iTunes your cell phone
0: or the website.
1: The website. Yeah. yeah. And then
0: and then, you know, you need to pray about this further, but uh obviously there's needs to be a big huge relief effort, but after that happens, there's going to be a huge amount of yeah. need afterwards. So, you know, we we'll talk, we'll update people as we go. Yeah.
1: And there are, there are a lot of people if you're involved in a church or or have friends that are involved in a mission down there they'll they'll continue to need your support down yeah. the road but from what i've heard um to get the quickest aid in there um, the bigger the organization the better yeah. so you know And we Steph know that the Red, Red Cross, Cross is, is or... it's
0: pretty it's very legit. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're recommending that. I mean yeah. like i say or like Amy says too we know a lot of places we could give to but at this point in time i think if you want to help immediately the Red Cross is the way to go. So yeah. there you go that's uh we and our heartfelt prayers go out to all the folks uh, that have relatives there, or, uh, or just to the people of Haiti. We've been praying for them all week, mm-hmm. and we uh, just ask you to do the same. As you listen to take him with you, just remember those folks and uh, be praying for them and on all the th- different things that we uh, recommended. Okay, that's right. that's everything. Thanks. Enjoy the show. This is uh, you'll you'll enjoy. This. this is called John, Luke, and Jesus on Take Him with you. Welcome to episode 51 of Take Him With You for January 17th, 2010. I'm Rick Moyer. Well, today we're going to talk about Jean Luc and Jesus. How does Star Trek and Christianity mix? Today my wife Amy is going to join me, we're going to talk about um, uh, the new TV show called The Middle, Avatar in 3D, fixing my DVD player, and some fun things, plus we got some words of wisdom, and all sorts of fun things, I think you're going to enjoy today's program. We talk about Star Trek, and of course I like doing that, so uh, get ready for that. Hi, this is Rick Moyer, and I've got a brand new CD out to watch the stars with, It's called Stargazer. Take a listen to some of the songs.
2: Three, two, one, zero. Launch, commit, liftoff. We have liftoff with Apollo 14. Three minutes past the hour.
0: this 13 track cd or download it at takehimwithyou.com/stargazer stargazer a collection of songs to watch the stars with get your copy today we got a few of our results in from the stargazer cd we just kind of broke even on it and if you like the cd or you like the download that you got from itunes we would ask that you share it with your friends and have them download a copy too not only does it uh, spread the cool music around But it also helps out our family. So if you uh, can find that in your heart, tweet about it, Facebook about it, do whatever you need to do about it, and let people know all about Stargazer at uh, www.takehimwithyou.com slash stargazer. Well, it's time to find out what's going on at Rick's house. You like my little Star Trek intro?
1: Yeah, I'm thinking that's not usually the music you use for what's going on at Rick's house, is it?
0: No, this is the music I use to find out what's going on at Rick's house. That's a little more rockin than the other stuff
1: yeah I think I like the other stuff better
0: yeah I know that's you
1: It's easier on my ears You're
0: a little bit country I'm a little bit rock and roll
1: yeah I and I'm
0: mostly everybody <clears throat> listening doesn't even understand what that means That was a Donnie well, and Marie quote
1: and I think if you could take it a little further like I'm I like the country with quiet and no sound <laughs> and you like things very loud
0: well that's not my fault.
1: Yeah, it's not that I'm really hugely into country music, because I'm not really, but I like some of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, not the real twangy stuff, though, sorry.
0: It's okay. I guess if that's something you like to, you know, if you want to be country, that's your deal. Yeah. I like to live in the country, but I like to be around the city.
1: You like the noise. Yeah. I don't
0: well I've been watching this new program and I've got you to watch it with me called the middle
1: it's very funny
0: it is very funny and I think the reason I like it so much is because it's um it's so close to home i mean there's there's situations that they do on this show that we've all lived through if you have kids
1: yeah it it's very funny it's it's kind of slightly dysfunctional but in a loving way Mm -hmm. it's not as mean as some of those shows that i didn't really care for i remember there's like married with children or or simpsons i some people really love those and that's fine um it's because of the
0: satire and stuff yeah, yeah
1: it's it they the middle isn't as crude it's it's more silly down home life um but it's um it is funny it the thing that got me the other day is um, the mom wanted to have a sit down dinner, mm-hmm. and um, their sit down dinner was paper plates and drive through. You know, <laughs> yeah,
0: they do that a lot actually in the program. <laughs> and
1: I'm going like, well, she works full time. You know, I I relate to her because she's a busy mom and and she's doing the best she can to spend time with her family, and it was cute.
0: Well, and what we're, we're, we're talking about the program called the Middle, and it's on. Um... ABC, I believe, and it has the lady that was in Everybody Loves Raymond, mm-hmm. the mom. Except they did her character so different than what she was on the other show. Yeah, she dresses different, and she's more of a, a you know your typical American mom, and uh, mm-hmm. she's married to this guy um, that's really tall. They've got three kids, and each one of the kids has their own little quirks. I think I, the the best character on the show to me is the little boy named Brick.
1: Mm-hmm. He's very odd.
0: He is. He's, but he's like a geeky odd kind of guy, which I really like. And uh, and he he whispers to himself, and it's so funny. He'll be talking along, and you know, like we're doing this interview, this interview, and yeah. it, it, it's really funny.
1: It, it's like he has has an imaginary friend in the middle button of his shirt, and or something, to, yeah, to whisper to. Them that person was but
0: anyway there. i i highly recommend this show i think it's really funny and i think people would really enjoy it if they watched it if you if you're a family person at all if you've got kids um this will appeal to you and you'll laugh 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 laugh
1: and and i haven't noticed it being really crude
0: no it's, there's a few little spots but it's it's, it's, it's a little
1: goofy sometimes but yeah. it, it's been i think it's at a family friendly hour it's earlier yeah, in the evening i think so, so yeah
0: i'm not sure what day what day is it on too is it on um i don't i can't remember when i I have the dvr set and it just tapes it for us or tapes it i guess it uh, just does its thing but anyway it's 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 a cool program and i think everybody would enjoy it if they watched it i'm getting a kick out of it yeah yeah kind of cool okay now so i finally went and saw avatar in 3d it
1: was really good
0: yeah it was really cool in 3d i thought so it was a lot better. I mean, I'd watched it originally not in 3D, and, and so it just didn't have the same depth. I think, mm-hmm. think one of the reasons the, the show is so big and doing so well is because of that 3D aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the storyline itself is really kind of a repeat.
1: You know, that would be my only criticism to the whole thing is the storyline reminded me of a Saturday morning kids cartoon.
0: It was basically the plot of Pocahontas from Disney.
1: Well, the business people or capitalists are evil, and that there's this, like, new age connection to Mother Earth. Mother Earth That's Pocahontas. Yeah, it, yeah. From Disney. So it, kinda, it was the Pocahontas movie. It kind of reminded me a little bit of a, a Disney cartoon in the plot, but... But not in the visuals. Boy, if, if you want to go watch it just for the special effects, yeah. it... It was the most incredible movie. I have to say, I put it up there with the latest Star Trek movie.
0: Mm, I don't as know as far
1: as graphics sacrilegious. Maybe, I don't know. It was it was really well made. It was really well made. You know, the plot was yes, a little it was visually bit, stunning. The plot was a little bit thin to, for me, but I think that the um, yeah. Just yeah, it was, it was visually cool. stunning. That's the one what
0: I got thinking. out of the 3D one is it was much more detailed and and pretty soon you didn't even realize you were watching it in 3D. You were just sucked into the movie.
1: But my favorite part 3D wise was there's a part where ashes falling down in the sky mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it felt like it was right in front of you. Yeah, look, it was just like wow.
0: One of the guys I went with uh, actually tried to brush it away from him. Wow. Yeah, because he and then he realized oh wait a minute this is this is uh, these are the glasses talking. Yeah. So that and, was pretty cool.
1: And this is actually the first three D movie that I really liked because I usually don't like the three D glasses and all that. Yeah. But um but I tolerated it for this one. It was um it was really good.
0: Well, they didn't exploit the three D like they did in, in previous movies. Yeah. It- you know, like in some of the movies they, they'll like have like a train coming right towards you—you you know it's going to be the 3D gimmick, you know. Mm-hmm. In this one, the whole thing was 3D. I mean, the first time they opened up into the cockpit of one of these flying ships, it was amazingly stunning. I mean, it was mm-hmm. just like, wow, this is cool. And and at first, they didn't play the 3D card real heavy. Mm-hmm. And then as it as they walked into this world, then it just became just almost surreal. It was pretty cool. Anyway, I'm imp- I was impressed with the whole technology yeah. and stuff. It was cool.
1: I was very impressed. I I think they kind of set the bar a little higher for movies now. Um it was just kind of a big advancement, I think.
0: Yeah, it was very cool. Okay, now I I have to bring something up. I I I don't know if you've noticed lately. I haven't gone I've been haven't been out a whole lot, but when I go through Walmart now, they have these new enticing things that I really like to look at. Can Uh-oh. can you think what they are? Uh-oh. No, you know what they are.
1: I know what they are. Because
0: I've gone back to get them when they were out.
1: Oh, the Star Trek movies? Yeah, they've oh, been putting no.
0: Star Trek episodes yeah. out on DVD for cheap.
1: Yeah, I usually try to find some other things to do when you're...
0: Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Um, I was looking at some the other day, and I finally bought the... the, um, the what was it? The time travel um, uh, Star Trek series collection.
1: And what is it that I usually do when you watch a rerun of Star
0: Trek? You go to another room, or, or fall asleep.
1: Or I fall asleep. I'll I'll tell you the complete. No, no. Lot. Here's what
0: she does. This is really, this is so mean. Just because I've watched a lot of Star Trek, this is so mean. It's like name that tune. Remember that game show? I can name that tune in three notes. Well, she does. I can name that Star Trek episode. In five minutes.
1: Now, I, I'm i not as geeky as you are because you know the names of all of them. I only know the names of some of them, but I can tell you the plot within the first couple minutes, whether I'm watching it or not. I can have my eyes closed and I'll say, okay, this is the plot where they go to the planet and the people aren't wearing as many clothes as I think that they should. And Wesley gets in trouble and then Captain Picard is trying to figure out if he's going to get... If he's going to break the prime directive, to, yeah. Anyway.
0: That's I, called Justice, by the
1: way. Yeah. I can pretty much name the episode the plot, of TNG. Um, Of almost every Star Trek episode, no matter but what. But my
0: question is why do you do that to me? Because I just want to watch the show again.
1: Maybe because I just am tired of watching reruns of Star Trek. Sorry.
0: I don't know about this.
1: I, you know, I enjoyed the new movie that came out and. and Three years, I will enjoy the next new movie that comes out. <laughs>
0: You're also the one, though, that fell asleep during when we were at the movie theater watching Nemesis.
1: Yes, and every time you tried to watch Nemesis on DVD, you've fallen asleep. I've fallen asleep. So I have never watched the complete movie of Nemesis from beginning to end.
0: That's a TNG movie, by the way. Yeah,
1: and I, I do enjoy the TNG characters i enjoy all the star trek characters and and the shows the first couple times i watch them i don't know why that one i just that one just didn't keep my attention but most of the star trek movies i do enjoy
0: not everybody liked that movie very much so okay one last thing going on at our house that's kind of fun you you broke my dvd player
1: yeah you know that was a kind of a combination break, though, because someone had watched a DVD in it and left the little door open. Yeah, and then well-sided. she walks by. And I think I was holding something, didn't see where I was going. And, and she
0: kicks the tray. Yeah. yeah. And the tray breaks out of the DVD player.
1: It's not the first time that's happened. Ah,
0: and here's the the, the, the clincher. I, I went in there and fixed it. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty excited. We have a DVD recorder. That we got uh, when they came out with the enhanced versions of Star Trek. I wanted to tape them mm-hmm. onto DVD or record them. And uh, anyway, I never really did get them all. But anyway, um, I was able to fix it. So I was, whew.
1: Yeah. That was nice. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of like if my washer or dryer breaks down or my dishwasher. It's kind of like traumatic to me. Well, you know.
0: It's the same way with my DVD player. Yeah. yeah. I don't I, like I, it when that happens. I
1: kind of got the feeling. You, you You looked a little grumpy when I bumped into
0: it Uh, just a little bit
1: I'm being nice
0: okay that's nice all right well anyway today would you come back and join me I'm gonna talk about um, Star Trek Jean-Luc and Jesus how does Christianity and Star Trek meld together at all because um, if you look at the fundamentals of how Star Trek was originally conceived it doesn't line up too much with what we believe
1: you know I've kind of wondered about that because it's kind of like humanism versus Christianity
0: yeah, but we'll talk about that coming up.
1: Oh, okay.
0: We're not, it's not ready yet. We're, we're
1: not ready to do that no, yet. No, in a moment. Okay, sounds good.
0: Time once again for words of wisdom on Take Him With You. Today, we're going to be in the book of Genesis, and we're going to be on chapter 2 out of the Message Bible. Here's what it has to say. Genesis chapter 2. Heaven and earth were finished down to the last detail. By the seventh day, God had finished his work. On the seventh day, he rested from all his work. God blessed the seventh day. He made it a holy day, because on that day, he rested from his work, all the creating God had done. At the time, God made earth and heaven before any grasses or shrubs had sprouted from the ground. God hadn't sent rain on earth, nor was there anyone around to work the ground. The whole earth was watered by underground springs. God formed man out of dirt from the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man came alive, a living soul. Then God planted a garden in Eden in the east. He put the man he had made in it. God made all kinds of trees grow from the ground, trees beautiful to look at and good to eat. The tree of life was in the middle of the garden, also the tree of knowledge of good and evil. A river flows out of Eden to water the garden and from there divides into four rivers. The first is named Pishon. It flows through Halvia, where there is gold. The gold of this land is good. The land is also known for its sweet-scented resin and the onyx stone. The second river is named Gihon. It flows through the land of Cush. The third river is named Hidikal and flows east of Assyria. The fourth river is the river Euphrates. God took the man and set him down in the Garden of Eden to work the ground and keep it in order. God commanded the man, You can eat from any tree of the garden except for the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Don't eat from it. The moment you eat from that tree, you're dead. God said, It's not good for man to be alone. I'll make him a helper, a companion. So God formed from the dirt of the ground all the animals of the field and all the birds of the air. He brought them to man to see what he would name them. Whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. The man named the cattle, named the birds of the air, named the wild animals, but he didn't find a suitable companion. God put the man into a deep sleep, and as he slept, he removed one of his ribs and replaced it with flesh. God then used that rib that he had taken from the man to make woman, and presented her to the man. And the man said, Finally, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, name her woman, for she was made from man. Therefore, a man leaves his father and mother and embraces his wife. They become one flesh. The two of them, the man and his wife, were naked, but they felt no shame. There you go. There's your words of wisdom right here on Take Him With You. That's Genesis chapter 2. Time once again for food for thought on Take Him With You. you can name this theme song, can't you?
1: Does it have something to do with Star Trek?
0: Yes, you guessed it. Wow. My wife. What did you think of the new movie?
1: You know, I thought it was really well done.
0: Yeah, you went to it with me to IMAX.
1: Yeah. That was that was the only major motion picture that I think I've ever seen in IMAX.
0: It was pretty cool, wasn't it? I've
1: seen some like um, science movies, kind of, but that's the first. The
0: Expedition of Lewis and Clark.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think we've seen like nature films. We saw the Grand Canyon was really cool. That was cool. cool. And IMAX. Yeah. Anyway,
0: I just thought I'd play the theme song of a new movie. Yeah. Star Trek.
1: Yeah. It's good.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we, I've always been a Star Trek fan ever since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And um, of course you discovered that I was a Star Trek fan in a very kind of awkward way.
1: Yeah, you know, <clears throat>
0: you want me to turn the music down?
1: Yeah, I can't really hear myself, so
0: I'm enjoying it. Can you? Okay,
1: okay, now I can talk. Um, yeah, I you know, I knew that you were a um Jesus kind of person because we we had done Bible studies and um stuff in college together. and I led a youth group and yeah, stuff, you, yeah, you were a youth. Youth minister. Well, you're a goofy youth guy, anyway. Yeah. And um, so I knew you were into God and to Jesus. I didn't realize because you didn't really have a TV. No. Um, and I think maybe you had a I black just... and white one in your closet. You could rent a VCR and watch a movie. But we renting
0: a VCR—that's yeah, so funny. We were you know, pretty poor in about... college,
1: yeah. so <laughs> we didn't own our own VCRs. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. You didn't have a TV hooked up to anything, so. Um, our dog just oh, opened the door. Yeah, Hi, that Tess, was our here. dog. Hi, come Cassie. On.
0: What a nice um, old dog! You're a nice old dog. She likes Star Trek.
1: Well, she likes us, so I think she'll tolerate anything.
0: once. She's a good dog, we, even though she's old.
1: Yeah, really she's really a old. good dog. Yeah, Catherine and I made the mistake of watching Marley and Me the other day.
0: Don't don't even talk about it. Okay, oh, so anyway, we, we continue your story.
1: Okay, so we were on our honeymoon. I think we'd been married a couple nights. We were staying up at my uncle's cabin in Packwood, and by um, Mount Rainier. By Mount Rainier, in the great
0: state of Washington.
1: My uncle had cable TV. Sweet. And um, you know, I didn't know that Rick was into TV that much because he didn't have one, and you know. <laughs> so anyway. <clears throat> here we are in our honeymoon and I wake up at like one in the morning and I'm going, where's my husband? And I, I'm like, he's not in bed. Didn't look like he was in the bathroom. So I get up and go looking around the house. And he is in the family room with the TV on watching Star Trek.
0: The original series.
1: Yeah, because they didn't have any other ones yet. That's
0: right. That's true. It was
1: like a rerun of a rerun of a rerun of a rerun. rerun. You know, because I watched them when they first came out in the 60s. Well, we didn't have
0: cable. You didn't watch them when they first came out in the 60s because you weren't born until 1966.
1: The same year that Star Trek
0: came out. No, 1965 Star Trek came out.
1: Okay. I was
0: born in 1965.
1: Okay, close. And we actually didn't have cable when they first came out. So I probably watched them in syndication in the 70s also. That's what
0: I did too. But
1: anyway, I watched them growing up. But I didn't know that Rick was a (laughs) Trekkie until our honeymoon.
0: And there I was watching Star Trek. You got kind of mad at me. I don't understand.
1: You know, there's something about, you know, we're married. We can actually finally spend the night together.
0: What are you trying to say?
1: In the same room. Are you trying to say something bad? Well, I'm just You're saying. trying to say something that... I just thought that, you know, once you're married, you should cuddle in the same bed and not be watching Star Trek on the couch. Well,
0: I solved that problem by getting a TV for the bedroom and watching Star Trek in the bedroom.
1: Which I'm not real thrilled about.
0: Yeah. And yeah. We've talked about this already. <clears throat> yeah. But anyway, I'm, I've, I've been a Star Trek fan for a long time. And then when we got uh, married and a few years into our marriage, um, they actually started the next generation.
1: Yeah. And we didn't have... Really, TV then either. No, we, we went to a friend's house. And yeah, it. we go to a friend's house or your grandma's house. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes we watch Voyager over at my grandma's yeah, house. Yeah, sometimes your grandma would tape them for you yeah, on a VCR in um, the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And VCRs had come down in price, so we actually had one, and we could watch.
0: Um, yeah, yeah.
1: Star Trek, I know. But VCR I really tape. like what
0: out of all the series now, which series did you like the best?
1: You know that's really hard for me because I like all of them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but um, I like Voyager a lot. I I think because they the plot was that the small <coughs> group, me. the small group of people were stranded in another place. I think their characters got to develop, you know, close relationships and close friendships. I like that one. I actually like Deep Space Nine when some some people didn't like that. But I like the whole emissary kind of plot line that went through it. I thought that was interesting. Well,
0: let's, let's talk about that for a moment. Because <clears throat> we did do a Facebook uh, poll to find out what uh, Captain people like the best out of the series. And also which character. But let's talk just a moment about this whole idea of... Um, some there's some people that are really upset that Christians or believers in Christ would would enjoy star trek because of the humanism element and and i want to talk about this because in the old series in the original series they didn't talk a whole lot about god or religion or or really anything to that only one episode really dealt with um christianity at all and that was the one where they were down on the the uh, planet where they
1: worship the sun
0: and they we thought it was the sun but in the end uhura said no no they're worshiping the son of god and the guy, the Roman guy, yeah, it was a gladiator, was a, and yeah. there's
1: one guy in a gray sweatshirt, red and
0: circuses, I think was the name of that that uh, I
1: just thought it was funny because one of the um sun worshippers was wearing a gray sweatshirt that looked like it came from Kmart i don't know, I don't know why I remember that <laughs> I'm but... glad
0: you remember that, thanks,
1: yeah, but yeah, but anyway
0: the uh, the 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 whole first series
1: mm-hmm.
0: um never really talked a lot about God yet. It seemed that, and even in the in the first bit of Next Generation, there mm-hmm. wasn't a lot of talk about spirituality at all until, I think, uh, Gene Ronberry passed away. And then we saw some elements of spirituality come into it with, mm-hmm. uh, like, Worf and mm-hmm. his beliefs started to really get a little more spiritual. And then when we got into Deep Space Nine, that was a very spiritual show because the Bajorans had a religion.
1: Except for it was kind of odd because the Beings they worship turned out to be these wormhole aliens. So right, the prophets. The prophets, mm-hmm. which weren't were kind of more like transcendental beings or something. I'm not sure how to anyway, say that. Anyway, yeah, but
0: but even in, and in <clears> Voyager, <throat> they they actually um, had several things where Chakoti, um, you know, was Chakotay spiritual as far as uh, Native religion. American yeah. religion and stuff, and
1: and B'lana, well actually that was in the books that's that's going to show you how uh, how geeky you got me to me yeah. I, I've read only about three or four um, Star Trek books but um, Belana explores when they get home she explores her faith and right. Klingon beliefs um, yeah um, one thing it seemed like um, later on in the next generation um, that there are there came to be a little bit more of um episodes that talked about respecting life they ad- mm-hmm. they and uh, they addressed um um
0: well it's all, Star Trek has always been a moral issue show, mm-hmm. yeah, but they did it in a way which wasn't directly involved with with earth and and our actual struggles. They would use mm-hmm. the same type of scenarios but make them into an alien culture.
1: Kind of reminding me of mash. As far as that that mash kind of had moral dilemmas that they would bring up
0: and see how people would and deal with see, them see
1: how people dealt with them and um and that was really common in um Star Trek too, where mm-hmm. they would address um bigotry or R- or prejudice right, or different right. things um so even though it wasn't really a religious show. There was definitely a lot of moral things mm-hmm. that were brought mm-hmm. up. And well, and,
0: and if you look, it, I did a little research and found that um, because I get a lot of flack for being a believer, even preaching and talking about the Bible and all this stuff, and then I and talking about spiritual things, yet liking Star Trek because they say that the core of Star Trek is humanistic. And humanism, basically, for those listening that don't know this, humanism is basically the belief that human beings are the supreme. The the final answer. They're basically mm-hmm. um, atheist, agnostic. Um, uh, there is no God, um, except what we make the situation, yeah. and what we we have unlimited human potential. All this type of stuff. And really, if you do research, Gene Roddenberry admitted that he was a humanist, mm-hmm. and and his even Brandon Braga, who wrote a lot of the different Star Trek stuff after Gene passed away and and workers have said that gene's vision for the future didn't include god at all it was would be everybody would be an atheist and that's what his dream was they would solve well and and i understand why gene thought the way he did because he blamed major wars and problems in on the earth and in our history on religion Hmm. and if you really think about it Now he's right in a way because there's a lot of conflict that happens in the world because of Mm -hmm. religion, not necessarily because of a relationship with Christ, but because of a religion in it. And it could be whatever religion. It doesn't Mm -hmm. just have to be Christianity, but there's, there's a lot of different people that will go to extreme measures to get their way enforced on the earth. Mm -hmm. And they'll do some pretty rotten things in the name of God or Allah or whoever they say, Mm -hmm. you know, and then think that they are doing the right thing. But in reality, that is that is religion, and religion is where we try to make God up, and we try to impress Him, and we try to do all these things to get Him to like us. But really, um, religion isn't what I talk about. I talk more about a relationship with Christ, which I think is completely different than religion. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, and, and I think, too, a lot of the times, looking back as, as a teacher myself, um, studying history, it's, it's like my favorite subject, and a lot of times people will bring up the Crusades. And you have to remember that at the time of the Crusades, um, a lot of people, the majority of people, were not only illiterate, but even if they could read, um, they did not have access to read the Bible themselves. So at the time, there was a big, powerful church, per se, that told people what to believe and how to act and... Let's go kill pagans or, you know, you know, you know what I mean?
0: Wipe out all the people that don't believe like we do. Yeah,
1: and the other side at the same time was hearing the same thing from their prophets or their priests. And so, you know, that's, I think if people were actually reading for themselves what Jesus taught... And how Jesus acted—it's far from it's, what happened. Yeah, it's far and from. far from what
0: happens today. Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking that we, we had this big—I um, don't know if people have been following the big Proposition Eight in California, where um, you know a bunch of uh, people that are, are believers are saying you know it's really wrong for gays to marry. Yet the way that they are going about it is mean. I mean, mm-hmm. they're nasty and they're they're not nice and they're not loving and they're not compassionate, and they're just they're being jerks about it. Mm-hmm. And now now let me ask you a question. When when somebody's being mean to you and not understanding and, and probably can't understand, when is it ever good to be mean to people?
1: Um, yeah, I don't see a verse in the Bible that says thou shalt be mean. Yeah. Um I think it says actually love one another.
0: And it says that the kindness is lead, is what leads to repentance. Mm-hmm. Um and, and I really think that that sometimes um I think Gene, you know, I understand why he believed in mm-hmm. humanism so strong, because he interpreted, well, anybody that believes in God or, or has, it's going to cause a problem in the, in the long run. And unfortunately, if you think about this now, I hope everybody has an open mind here, but you just think about it. If you could stop a message of hope and eternity, how could you stop it? You You would stop. And I think the devil stops the real truth of getting out there about who God is and and Christianity and what it means to be a believer. I think he stops the real stuff from getting out because, and he makes it into this weird, nasty thing. And unfortunately it's because of the behavior of people that claim to be, be, uh, you know, godly people or, or people that mm-hmm. represent God when in fact they may, they may not be doing that as accurately as, as most yeah. people think. You
1: know, and I think another root of that is fear. Um, because I think, um, growing up in a, You know, I grew up in church. You didn't. Right. I think sometimes people are afraid of their um, lifestyle being threatened or their families being threatened. And um, they're acting out of fear instead of out of love. Mm -hmm. And it's very easy to do. Sure. You know, I've done it before. I've been guilty of it. And I think you just have to step back and, and say, you know what? None of us are perfect. That's why Jesus came. And he died for the sinner he he loves people who are are imperfect and um the whole basis of the christian faith is um really that god is love and that he so loved the world that he gave his son and um our response to that is believing in him and what he did and that isn't um living a life of fear and prejudice and being mean—that's opposite. Um, but it, I think just our humanity can get into fear sometimes, and that's where that reaction of um, meanness comes from.
0: So when it boils down to it, when people say, "Well, Rick, you can," I, I have a friend that. Um, that says, well, I I got rid of all my Star Trek stuff because it was humanistic and it's nasty and, you know, it just b- makes people not believe in God and, and all this stuff. And and uh, I have to say this. I, I think that if you look at the show from a different perspective like I have – I love the uniqueness of it. There's a lot of things mm-hmm. I like about Star Trek. I like about the fact that they have hope for the future. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of B science fiction out there that, you know, destruction Aww. and mayhem and meteorites. Every Saturday night the on sci-fi, the sci-fi yeah. channel. It's like
1: another apocalyptic film.
0: Yeah, oh. But Star Trek always has had a really cool look at the future as far as people getting along. Um Exploring Elim- space, eliminating greed, and eliminating poverty. greed and hunger and poverty. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think th- that's very positive. I also like the fact that people get along even though they're different. Mm-hmm. And and you know I, even through the Treks and Sci-Fi forum that I belong to, there are a ton of different types of people that belong to it. Mm-hmm. Yet we all get along. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I was exposed to a group of people that had very diverse beliefs, but we but we're friends mm-hmm. and we get through our our. Um, our differences, sometimes it's hard Mm -hmm. because I think, you know, we all want everybody to believe what we believe, but that's not going to happen. But you know what? That doesn't stop us from being friends. And I think that was the first time I saw a community. You would hope that it would be in a church Mm -hmm. that you would find that. But I actually found it in a different group of people where um, some of them don't believe in God at all, yet we're friends. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and, and I keep, try to keep an open mind with them and they try to keep an open mind with me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that it really, it, it says a little, it's kind of cool. And,
1: you know, I, we've talked about this before, but I think, um, you found on your forum there that people, um, honor each other and not just tolerate each other. Right. Because, um, you know, I don't like this word tolerance that gets floated around in the pc community because
0: politically correct community yeah okay
1: because i think that we need to go beyond tolerating people mm-hmm. and i think we need to love people
0: and there's a difference
1: and and even if you totally disagree with the way they live and you wouldn't want to live that way yourself mm-hmm. um maybe you don't think their lifestyle is healthy or good for them you know they aren't going to listen to you or to anybody if you don't love them and um
0: well, and not only that, I don't think that we need to live to sell.
1: No, but I when I'm just saying, sometimes you know, like if you had a neighbor who was a drug addict and they right. were being, you know, just um, harmful they're, to themselves right. and to their children. Right. Um, you know, you could judge them and say, "Oh, what? You know, it just be mean."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or you could actually see how you could help their family and be kind and loving and mm-hmm. love them for where they're at. And, exactly. You know, that's what I'm trying to say is um, I, I'm i not exactly sure what I'm coming at except for. Well, you can
0: point fingers at somebody or you can embrace them and, and try to be a friend.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say.
0: And unfortunately, we have groups of people, sometimes they call themselves churches, that that are, you know, op- they'll go pick it. And they'll mm-hmm. be mean to a group of people when it's like, how is that ever going to, how is that God? Yeah. I don't see that. Well, anyway, yeah. But the other things I like about Star Trek is the gadgets and the gizmos and the cool ideas of tech for the future, like holodecks. And um, wouldn't that be cool? And replicators, wouldn't that be awesome? Mm-hmm. Never had to go to the grocery store again.
1: You know what I really like is the concept of a self-cleaning place.
0: That was cool. The the uh, when O'Brien put his socks in the in the reconditioner—is that what they called it?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. Keiko. But- they they never wash dishes. I don't know if you've noticed that. They just put them back in the they replicator and it back in the, and sucks and it, in the matter. Yeah, I would like that. Never to have dirty Gosh, dishes. Gosh, I would. Love, I'd
0: have a, rep, a replicator station in every room of the house.
1: And the, the especially the, in my son's bedroom. The spaceships were self cleaning. I don't know if you remember that, but I, I, I guess they clean the air and yeah, vacuum so their own carpet there's never by itself. Dusting or
0: you never see a maid on the Enterprise, do you? No. There's no di- no disturb signs one, on the outside of the turbo lift doors. One
1: thing that we have to remember, dear.
0: It's a TV show.
1: And it's make believe. Yes, I understand that. So I still vacuum and I do dishes. I shows. know it's
0: make believe. Gosh. Uh,
1: yeah, but I do appreciate some of the concepts and some of the moral plays that basically they wrote, and it, it, you know, all around, it's a pretty good show. One of the things- I think it's really
0: family friendly.
1: For the most part. There have been a few episodes that I've gone, Oh, cover your eyes. But, you know, for the most part. Well, I mean, if
0: you're Riker and try to have a relationship with every girl in the spaceports.
1: Riker had quite a bit of hormonal um, issues. So, But, yeah, overall, though, it was pretty family friendly. And, um, yeah, Um, I need to go run an errand. But one last thing I wanted to point out is one of the things that I liked most about Star Trek more than the gadgets and all that is if we go back to the original original series mm-hmm. that Gene Rodden, Roddenberry um, did an awesome job. I mean, there's some of the original series that I still think he was male chauvinist in some of the scripts, but, but as far as breaking down a lot of racial barriers.
0: Racial barriers and um, sexist barriers.
1: To some degree, yes. Yeah. I I still think that he made a few comments here and there. But, you know, that was the times they, you know. But anyway. It was the 60s. It was the 60s. But I really appreciated the multiracial cast Mm -hmm. and that they were equals, that they were working together. Mm -hmm. And um, just that was wonderful. And I think he was a real pioneer in that area. Okay. All right.
0: Cool. Thanks, dear.
1: You're welcome. I got to get going. I'm late for an appointment, but I will talk to you guys again soon, hopefully.
0: All right, thanks, Aim. Okay, bye. Can okay, turn her microphone down. She's gonna take off and go do some stuff. Thanks, Aim. Okay, so uh, we did a little uh, thing on Facebook, and I asked what the favorite characters in Star Trek were, and here's what I got from Wendell. He said McCoy. He represents humanity as as um, at its flawed best. Uh, Hillary says she likes Scotty. Alan says the main characters or any character. He said he I liked Q on TNG. He got weird on Voyager and Guinan. I wish they'd had an episode that explored whatever it was that was between Q and Guinan. I agree. I think that would have been an awesome episode. Um, Wendy says, "Tough one." When I was young, I had a crush on Spock. Talk about emotional unavailable. <laughs> but overall, I have to agree with Wendell McCoy. Was really the everyman. Uh, Carrie says, "I had to. If I had to choose, I'd say that trip from the Enterprise." And she bases this on that who she'd like to be stranded on a in a shuttle pod with. Hey, he's an engineer. Uh, Jonathan says, seven of nine. <laughs> Jonathan, you're awesome. Uh, Michelle says, Captain Picard. Uh, Linda says, Worf. Uh, my wife said that she thinks it might be Guinan, but she likes Captain Janeway too. Um, uh, she also says, Bolana, and of course, Worf. Worf always had the best lines. Nice house, good tea. I, I protest. I am not a merry man. Uh, Ross says he liked John Luke. Lisa says she looked forward to seeing the doctor from Voyager the most, but uh, has to love all the engineers too, especially Scotty and Trip. Uh, She said she second carries motion. (laughs) Joseph says, gotta be McCoy. He had some really good lines from Friday's Child. Uh, Jed says on TOS it was McCoy, TNG it was Tasha, uh, Wesley, and Wesley. DS9 it was Jack Zia, Dax, and uh, Voyager was Chakoti, and Enterprise he goes meh, must not like to Enterprise. Uh, Jerry and I say that Data, without a doubt, followed up by Picard. Uh, Marine says the ensign. Every episode, every Star Trek saga, the ensign dies. Love it. Thanks, Maureen. That was good. Uh, Daniel says William T. Riker. Uh, Brandon says Major Kira or Jordy. Uh, Jeff says uh, Charles Tucker the Third or Trip. Uh, says his character really grew on me throughout the series. Captain Archer and Captain Sisko, probably close behind. Our friend Kenny says, wow, this is hard. TOS McCoy, TNG and Picard, DS9 O'Brien Esri, uh, and Voyager Janeway in Seven of Nine, and then on Enterprise Trip. Uh, my friend Doug says, Star what? Very funny. I told him to beam me up. Donna says, Kirk. Uh, Carmen says, uh, Data. Uh, Tim uh, says, Captain Juke, John Luke Picard, although I bet most people would guess Data for mine. Uh, Lisa says Data. My orange cat is named DC Snuggles, for DC is Data's cat. I'll try to explain that to a non-trekkie. Uh, Jamie says Spock. I just love the ears and the logic.
2: Greetings and felicitations. I need your advice. Then I need a drink. You need advice from me? You must be kidding. I do not joke, Doctor. remind me to tell you that I'm sick and tired of your logic. That is the most illogical attitude. Buddy, you're a Vulcan. Make an eyebrow raisin' on your face. Gonna be in someday. You got green on your face. Pointed ears graced. spouting good statistics all over the place. We will, we will Spock you. We will, we will Spock you. Buddy, you're a tall man, thin man, flying in a ship. Gonna take the universe one day. You work in space with Captain What's-His-Face. Waving tricorders all over the place. We will, we will Spock you. We will, we will Spock you. Buddy, you're a smart man, science man. Every seven years going through Pon Far that day your bud putting mccoy back into his place we will we will spock you sing it we will we will spock you everybody we will we will spock you we will we will will, will spock you Dazzling display of logic. Annihilation, Jim. Total, complete, absolute annihilation. Doctor, I am in command of the Enterprise. Live long
0: and prosper. Also enjoy the banter between him and Bones. Uh, Eric says, Ben, Sisko, closely followed by Mackenzie Calhoun from the Star Trek New Frontier series. Uh, Leon, uh, Leon 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 Leanne says, Spock, I am and always will be your friend. And Captain Jean-Luc. Uh, Phil says, Kirk. And McCoy is a strong second. And Spock and Scotty. I have trouble making decisions, he says. So that was uh, the Facebook poll on who is your favorite Star Trek character. Now... I also asked, and I'll be back in a moment to tell you who won, who is your favorite captain from the series? But right now, I want to play for you a song that I um, took from uh, from ACDC, and I redid it to, uh, t- and instead of TNT, it's called TNG, um, which stands for The Next Generation, which was the second in the series of Star Trek. and. I thought it was really fun. I, I uh, parodied this song, and one of, the, one of the favorites of everybody that has listened to my parodies is this one called TNG. So take a listen and let Captain me know. Captain's log,
2: 41153.7. Our destination is planet Deneb 4, beyond which lies the great unexplored mass of the galaxy. This is Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the USS Enterprise.
1: Hey! Get
2: off! John Luke, Captain. Recognized Riker. William T., Commander. Set auto destruct sequence. Does the
0: first officer concur? Yes. Set auto destruct sequence. Now, auto destruct will detonate in four minutes and 59 seconds. Yes, right there. TNG instead of TNT. A fun parody song. You can find more Star Trek parodies over at my parody page. It's Christrocks.com slash parody, P-A-R-O-D-Y. And I've got all sorts of great songs there that you'll really enjoy all about Star Trek and science fiction and all that jazz. So when my wife was talking with me about um, this whole idea of humanism versus Christianity, um, I guess I wanted to kind of sum that up and just say that I think that Star Trek has evolved over the years and... Um, you know, as more people got involved with the principal part of and the core of what Star Trek was, um, I I just chose to agree on the things I could agree on and not get all bent out of shape over some of the things um, that humanism stands for. Because to me, I believe in human potential if they are serving God. In other words, I think that God created us and that we are all unique individuals and we have talents and gifts that He's put on the inside of us and. I think it's important that we believe in what God has called us to do, but I don't think we should throw the baby out with the bathwater like, you know, like what Gene Roddenberry had said, you know, I, he just thought it would be best if we just threw God out of everything. And and the reason being is because he equated it with the wars and the bad things that happen because of the hate and the prejudice and the bigotry and all the stuff that happens as a result of people claiming to know what God wanted. Like kind of on the episode, remember the episode, if you've ever watched Star Trek Next Generation called Who Watches the Watchers? Um that kind of bugged me the first time it came out because of the ending where um where there's going to be a situation where they couldn't figure out what God's will what the Picard's will was for their lives and and uh, Picard says that's the problem or maybe it was Deanna that said that's the problem with uh you know with religion is is basically um, you, you aren't really sure what God wants for you, and so you'll do all these extreme things. And he's got a point. I mean, he's, he really does have a point. But I think the the problem is is sometimes people just throw God completely out of the whole equation and then say, well, I'm just going to do it on my own with this whole human potential thing. And I honestly think what the Bible says is true. I don't think that there—I think there's goodness in men and women, But I but you can just see from the example in the world today that if you leave people alone on their own thing, they're going to kill each other. And there's a reason for that, because I think the base nature of human beings without God is, is making mistakes and, and doing selfish things. See, with God, I think that is when, when you ask Jesus into your heart, then, that, then there's a difference that happens as far as the decisions that you make. Now, you're not always going to make the right decisions, and you'll still make mistakes, but at least there's a moral compass that's deep inside of you that's different than just doing things on your own. And so see i you see I in one aspect, I can see where people completely throw God out of things, and then they this unlimited human potential thing, and you can do whatever you want, and you know you're your final say, and all this stuff, and I think that's a dangerous part, but I also think on the other hand, it's very dangerous for people to say, "I know exactly what God's will is, and I'm going to do this and and they start hurting people as a result of it. You know one thing you can differentiate between a cult or a religion that's harming people versus one that is not is is if they use the Bible to hurt people, then it's wrong. Uh, the Bible was never meant to hurt people. It was always meant to help people. It was always meant to guide us in the right direction. And uh, I think when people start to get on these high horses and, and start acting like they're superior than others, I think they're in big trouble because I think we're all in the same boat. We all need God. And uh, and I don't think we should... You know, I'm kind of getting on a high horse here. Sorry. but You know what I mean, though. I, I just I just think it's really interesting how people can use their belief in God to hurt others. I don't think that's what it ever was meant to be. Um, I think that we're supposed to have the words of life inside of our heart and we're supposed to live to love on people and to care about people. Now that, that I think lines up more with what I believe what God wants for our lives. And that's the things I like about Star Trek is the stuff where they want to help people and they want to explore and they want to better humanity and stuff. Um, but in my case, of course, you know, I believe that the only way humanity can get better is with God. So there you go. That's kind of where the the rub lies. There, some people don't think that's right, and other people think it is. So w- whatever. <laughs> so the things I wouldn't, I don't like about Star Trek are at times when they leave God out of it, or they talk about the human potential being, you know, the ultimate. When I that just comes from the humanism and the roots of Star Trek. Um, but I really love the hope for the future, people getting along, acceptance. Uh, the the technology, the gizmos and the gadgets and all that kind of stuff. I think that's really, really, really cool. So there you go. Okay, let's see which captain won on our informal poll here. We'll go to tw- uh, Twitter first and find out what they thought. Uh, let's see. Uh, who's your favorite Starfleet captain? Uh, we get from King Isaac Link Sr. We get Jean-Luc. Uh, we get another Jean-Luc Uh, We get a Ben Sisko. Um, Let's see. We get another John Luke from uh, Casey. Um, Let me see. We get a Picard again from Bearbutt. He's so funny. Great guy, Daryl. From um, Richard, we get, uh, let's see, quick Twitter poll. He says Captain James T. Kirk. So we got a Kirk there. We got another Kirk from uh, from Dan. We got um, a Picard again. Um, Cisco in the close second. We've got uh, from Spaltar. Uh, we got Picard again, and uh, Beverly Picard, and she laughs and she says, "Oh, please play the song, and I'll tell you what that is in a minute." Then uh, from Canada, we got one that says, um, uh, "Kelsey Grammar and Cause and Effect." <laughs> Captain Morgan Bateson comes in Spaltar and says, "I'm such a nerd," uh, and and uh, Casey says, "This is entertaining." Uh, let me see, Captain Kirk, another Captain Kirk. Uh, we have another Cisco from David. Uh, let me see. Um, I, okay, so we have seven Picards and a few Kirks and one Cisco. Now let's go over to Facebook and see what they think over there. All right, favorite captain. Another Picard. Uh, and then we got another Kirk. And then we got another Picard. And another Picard. And another Picard. Uh, uh, Diana says a Picard. Mike says Picard. Marine says Picard. Um, Angie says Picard. Um, Jonathan says Pike. No Pike. We had a cool ride. He had a cool ride, but I'd say Kirk. So there's another Kirk. And then hey, Richard says Kirk. Nikki says Janeway. There we go. Um, Tanya says original James T. Kirk, but Picard a close second. Tommy says Picard for his strength and honor. Carrie says, I'm trying to choose a favorite. That's like trying to choose a favorite Skittle. <laughs> uh, Daniel says Picard, Uh, Josh says Picard and Janeway need to duel. Then he can make his decision. Uh, Kenny says Picard. Hope says Picard. Brett says Kirk. Um, Let's see. No more archerites out there, says Carrie. Uh, Peggy says uh, she has to agree with Tanya above Kirk with a Picard close second. Then Wendell says Pike course and uh, Anna says Picard make it so, make it so Les says it's got to be Picard but Archer is a second and uh, Jerry says Picard Archer Kirk Sisko then Janeway in that order so of course you know who our winner for the informal poll on Twitter and Facebook who's your favorite captain in the Star Trek series
2: is to the finest crew in Starfleet engage You can't find it within yourself. Just stand up tell the truth. You don't deserve to wear that uniform. This is becoming a speech. You're the captain, sir. You're entitled. Hmm. I'm entitled to ramble on about something everyone knows. Just kept talking in one long, incredibly unbroken sentence. Moving from topic to topic so that no one had a chance to interrupt. It was really quite hypnotic. hypnotic.
0: isn't that a hysterical song. You can find that on YouTube just type in uh, John Luke Picard of the Star uh, Starship Enterprise and you'll find it uh, it's a full length like 5 minute song. It's hilarious. Very 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 funny. Uh, but yeah, John Luke wins out as the best captain or the the favorite captain in the series. So, very fun. Well, hey, I hope you've enjoyed today's show. I know it's a little bit out of the norm, but, you know, I, I do. I really like Star Trek a lot, a lot because of the the, the hope that it offers. But, um, you know, as a Christian, I don't see a huge amount of conflict. And like I say, I've already explained um, how I look at it and, and what I think about that. But I think really if you if you look at Star Trek and the moral part of it, I think that's a very spiritual part of it. And uh the one thing that Star Trek does is it really makes you think about what, what how we treat other people, what our society says, the the whole idea of the prime directive and not interfering with other people's cultures and stuff is really fascinating when you when you think about it. Um, I think it's it, it also really uh, hits home with me as far as the difference between a relationship and religion, and how religion can can lead to a lot of really bad things in our lives, but relationship with God. It, on the on the other hand, leads to a lot of really good things in our lives. And uh, really, you know, sometimes I really have to stop and search. Now, what what makes me tick? Why am I the way I am? And really, the, the thing I can say is that God came into my life when I asked him to and has really changed the way I think about things. And he helps me to treat people with love and respect. And, and he's just really enhanced my life in a, in a way that's so much better than I could have ever done on my own. I left to my own things, I would screw it up every time. But because of God in my life, because of asking Christ into my heart, things have changed for the better for me. And uh, so, of course, you know, that's that's my whole faith. That's why I live for God is because he's changed my life and he's helped me out of some some really rough spots. And not just that, he's given me a purpose and a positive way to live my life. And that's what I've really been looking for. So, And that's what I live. So, very cool. Well, hey, let me pray for you and then we'll uh, introduce next week's subject. Father, I thank you for every person listening today. I thank you God that you have created us unique and different and special. I thank you, Lord that the future with you is very bright and that Lord, you have some amazing things for us if we'll listen to your heart and listen to your voice, God. Help us to be everything you've created us to be. Help us stay on track. we pray in Jesus name. Amen. Cool.
2: And uh, next week I'll take him with you. Oh when you smile when you smiling The whole world Smiles with you forever. That's right,
0: what's in a smile? We're going to talk about smiling, laughter, jokes, humor, and what does it have to do with life? Does it make life better or harder? Good question. I think you're going to enjoy Next week's called LOL, right here on Take Him With You. Bless you. Have a great and a fantastic day. Take Him With You is a Moyer Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2010, all rights reserved. For more information, email rick at takehimwithyou.com or visit takehimwithyou.com.
2: and the real world me. i got a lot of problems solve them? hello this is
1: no i was gonna say this is angela that wouldn't that would be no because i'm not angela
2: <laughs> and i'm not jen <laughs> and you're not listening to the anomaly podcast no you.
1: you would in fact be listening to take him with you with our good buddy rick oh let's do that okay 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 <laughs> Uh, go go ahead okay <laughs> you do it first hi this is jen no no just say hello this is not jen <laughs> and, no this is not angela and you, i say this is not jen okay and then you say you are not listening
2: to the anomaly podcast okay but when you're done listening to yeah
1: fill in the blank that works it's like magic it is magic it's funny okay let's go with it okay okay so then
0: i should i go first then since i'm not jen yeah okay <clears> okay <throat>
1: hello i'm not jen and i'm not angela and you are not listening to the anomaly podcast you would in fact be listening to take him with you with our good buddy rick rick (laughs) when you're done please come listen to the anomaly podcast at a-n-o-m-a-l-y (laughs) podcast.com it was like the best
2: accidental promo ever i know it's what we're good at Good evening, everybody. When you aren't listening to Take In With You with the multi-talented Mr. Moyer, then I'd be honoured if you could take a few minutes to check out my little show, Appy Times. If you have an iPod Touch or an iPhone, and if you love your applications but are feeling the pinch of the current economic climate, then this is the podcast for you. Each week I'll review a free or cheap application and spend a few minutes gassing on about why I like it or not. Buying apps over the air can be both addictive and expensive, so why not spend a few minutes a week listening to Appy Times and I'll try to separate the wheat from the chaff. Just go to appytimes.podbean.com or search the iTunes store for Appy Times. That's A-P-P-Y-T-I-M-E-S. So come and share the Appy Times with me. Thank
1: you. This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open-wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast, we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at
2: www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast the world's fastest podcast
0: the treks in sci-fi podcast stand by to receive our transmission sci-fi entertainment news and commentary i am locutus of borg star trek episode analysis
2: Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons.
0: Collectibles, toy and prop reviews.
2: I am to misbehave.
0: The weekly Trucks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksin Hello, my name is Meds, And I'm Kelly.
2: And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking With
0: You podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999? Indeed, and that's why he listens to
2: us. That's what we're about. We do Bruce TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us at Podbean, just type in Waffle On podcast Podcast or iTunes. We'd be honored
0: if you'd join us. Thank you. Greetings, guildies, I'm Kenny. And I'm Jenny. After listening to Take Him with You, why don't you tune in to Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the web series The Guild.
1: Each month we'll bring you the latest news about the Guild cast, including what projects they're working on and what conventions they'll be attending. Also, we'll be updating you on the current season. We'll talk about some behind the scenes fun of season two, as well as having cast, crew, and fan interviews. So head over to iTunes and subscribe to Knights of the Guild. Or go to our website for
0: a direct download at knightsoftheguild.podbean.com. Zaboo! <laughs>
2: Captain's log, Stardate 438 We're taking on a load of special tissue samples donated by the mikkel for shipment to Nami 4. The samples could prove vital to the containment of an outbreak of Corellium fever on that world. about sitting in on the mission briefing with my senior officers in the morning the, the briefing me i'd like your input what on i mean do you do, do, do you want me to prepare a no, uh, no just be there 800 hours i'll i'll be on time sir good <laughs> carry on I
0: think it's time we spoke
2: to run Barclay Program 15. I just wanted to thank you all for your support. you will always be welcome. I know. That's why it's so difficult to leave. It's a pleasure to serve with you, Mr. Barclay. Come on,
0: computer.